0: Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ as given to us in the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. Jesus is speaking. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Friends, this is the good news. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So let's take a little look at these words of Jesus to his disciples. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, he says. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. And we like to think, at least I like to think, that if Jesus showed up on my doorstep... I would welcome him well. Wouldn't you think that? We would recognize him immediately, and we would usher him into our homes with joy. More than likely, we would find some way to set out some kind of a meal for Jesus, because we know that Jesus likes to eat with people. He likes good food. And we also know that good food usually makes for good conversation the gospel tells us that Jesus spent a lot of time at table. But what if Jesus showed up at your door when the larder was empty? What if the beds weren't made and the place was a mess? What if there was no place for Jesus to sit because every seat was piled high with newspapers or unfolded laundry or stuff? You get the idea. What if you hadn't dusted or vacuumed in weeks? That's been true at our house. We've been in the process since the end of March in a little kitchen renovation. And there has been dust everywhere, so there was just no point in trying to vacuum. What if there were dirty dishes in your sink? What would your welcome to the King of Kings look like then? See, sometimes our dreams don't match reality. Sometimes we don't see things the way they really are. So what does it mean to welcome a prophet? And what is a prophet's reward for such a welcome? Well, to answer this question, we have to know what a prophet is and what a prophet does. So let me clue you in on this. A prophet is not a fortune teller. Prophesying is not predicting what's going to happen in the future. A prophet is a truth teller. Someone who announces the word of the Lord in the Lord's voice, on the Lord's behalf. Thus says the Lord, usually introduces some prophetic proclamations we find in scripture. In the Old Testament passage we pondered earlier from Jeremiah, there are two prophets who both claim to speak the word of the Lord, but they're saying opposite things. Hananiah has told the people what they want to hear, and Jeremiah is telling them the truth. It's time to make the best of a bad situation, he says. It's time to surrender to the inevitable reality that Babylon is going to carry Israel off into captivity. So Jeremiah says, go peaceably. And this is not what they want to hear. They're proud. They don't want to surrender. And that has actually been the problem all along for the nation of Israel. They didn't want to surrender themselves fully to God's purpose. And their pride has cost them their homeland. So this truth that Jeremiah speaks to them sounds really strange. How can they know peace in exile in a foreign country? How can they welcome this kind of a prophet who tells them to accept defeat? Sometimes our dreams don't match reality. Sometimes we do not see things the way they really are. And that's why we need prophets, to help us bridge that gap between what is and what we wish were so. But we don't always treat those prophets so well. When Jesus says, a prophet's reward, he isn't necessarily talking about a generous compensation package. In Matthew 13, we read about Jesus returning to his hometown where his neighbors scoffed. And he's not able to do very many miracles because of their lack of faith, he says. And Jesus tells them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. And in that familiar passage we know as the Beatitudes from the Sermon of the Mount earlier on in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus tells his listeners to rejoice when they are persecuted For in the same way, he says, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And when Jesus accuses the Pharisees of hypocrisy, he points out that they are descendants of the very people who murdered the prophets of old. In Matthew 23. And Jesus laments, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who are sent to you How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. You were not willing. A prophet's reward might not be so wonderful after all. Sometimes our dreams don't match reality. Sometimes we do not want to see things the way they really are. But let's go back to that idea of welcome because there's an important detail we might miss if we aren't careful. Jesus says, whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. The one who sent me. In other words, the one who welcomes another in Christ's name welcomes Christ and God the Father who sent him to save us. See, whenever we welcome Christ, Christ is no longer the guest. Christ becomes our host, welcoming us into new life. Think back to that story about Easter evening. Two disciples are walking home from Jerusalem, confused and disappointed in the way things have turned out. It has been a long and difficult weekend for them. And a stranger comes alongside and joins them, And as this stranger explains how the scriptures teach Messiah must suffer and die, their hearts start to burn in their chests. They want to hear more, and so when they reach their home in Emmaus, they invite this stranger in. They welcome him to a meal, and the most astounding thing happens. We might not catch it, since we don't practice this kind of hospitality, but this guest, this stranger, takes on the role of host when he breaks the bread for them. They suddenly recognize Jesus. They know who he is. When we welcome Christ, Christ welcomes us. The prophets welcome is the welcome Jesus extends to us. We are welcome in God's presence through His Son to live for all eternity. Sometimes our dreams don't match reality. Sometimes our dreams are too small. Our vision is too limited. Now, I didn't come here today to be your prophet. I am not here to predict your future either. I'm here to call you into it. My job as a preacher is to proclaim the gospel, the good news, and to make you aware of the truth that God is speaking into your lives and into the life of this church. You might not always like what you hear, but it's every preacher's job to be truthful to you, And if you can be truthful with each other, God will give you a chance to examine your church's dreams and plans for ministering to this community around you. Your work together will be more fruitful if you can trust each other to speak the truth, to speak open and honest statements of love, and to listen to each other with that same love. And then together, you can find welcome at Christ's table and extend that welcome to others who are thirsty for far more than a cup of cold water. They are thirsty for God. Let's pray. Lord, you make for us a place in your presence, seated at your table of grace, It's a place where we can abide in you and satisfy our thirst for you. You welcome us into abundant living in this present moment. Help us to accept your invitation. Free us from our pride and stubbornness. Grant us grace to surrender ourselves fully to your will for us. We pray in the strong name of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This table is Christ's table where we receive his.